What's up, Dashley fam? Welcome to Taking Sides, the Marriage Podcast. We have so many new emails from you guys, and we're just going to dive into these. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. All right, Ash, first things first, we have gotten a lot of emails about old people sayings. <laughs> they may be offensive. They may not be. The first we one We do was, not endorse any of these. We do not endorse these. We have not read them. We're going to we read them read to them. you as we open them. But just going off of the people who I know in my life that are elderly, a uh, percentage of them- Your grandparents listening like perk up a little bit, huh? No, they're fine. Ashley. There's other ones that I know that What's are... What's she going to say here? That oft say things that make your ears burn a little bit. You're like, ooh. Is that an old person phrase? Maybe it is. Okay, let's have a few. We're reacting to these the same time you are. All right. Here's one from Gwyn. Gwyn? Hello. I often look back on my childhood and all the amazingly odd sayings of my grams. She <laughs> lived with us. There's one. You call your grandma your grams. I lived with us when I was young. She lived with us when I was young, so I got to spend a lot of time with her and still find myself saying things she said every once in a while. I've been meaning to send them along and keep forgetting until I saw this gem on Facebook today. Someone posted that after their grandma's passing, they were going through her papers and discovered that their great parent grandparents were married in October. Their grandmother was born in November. The very first comment read, that confirms the old saying, the first child can be born anytime. The second one generally takes nine months. <laughs> I had never heard it, but I thought it was worth passing along. On to some of my grand sayings. Whenever she was startled... Or drop something she would loudly proclaim, God bless America. <laughs> Sweetie. <laughs> this confused me as a child because we are Canadian. So, And she never at any point lived in the USA. It's <laughs> funny. funny. Well, what just a patri- just a very loving Canadian to her neighbors <laughs> She of sounds the South. like a gem. Look at these next ones. Bless your buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to teach George to say that. Uh, when somebody sneezes. Like when I was a nanny and when I was a kindergarten teacher, I would choose... Swear word is the wrong word, but I would choose my phrase of exclamation and just say it as much as I could. Like when I was a nanny, I used to say, holy buffalo. And it was just like an experiment to see when the kids would start saying it. Mm -hmm. And like the day they did. Your parents were like, what? what?" Yeah. (laughs) They're just like, this little girl was just like, holy buffalo, Ashley. It's funny. So. Bless your buttons. I want George to say that. Okay. We'll teach to him. Don't call me what your mother's raising. Her go-to reply for insults. Huh. I don't understand it. I don't get that one. She said rhyming first and last names were stripper names. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley Dashley. (laughs) She also would proudly tell people like grocery grocery store clerks she had a stripper name. And her name was Sheila Sheel. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My name's Sheila Sheel. It's a stripper name. When my brother scratched his butt in her presence, she would say, Are you going to the movies? (laughs) I saw you picking your seat. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is a classic. That's a classic. Have you? I've saying. never heard that one. I have. You know, pick in your seat. There are so many more. She was an interesting lady. Hopefully these made you laugh. Gwen. Well, thank you for sharing those, Gwen. Okay, let's do a few more. Old people saying from Madeline. My pa always said, it's not an embarrassment to be broke, just an inconvenience. Nice. There we go. That's good. That's good. Good advice. Inconvenience. And like you're just working through that stage of your life. It's just a phase. Just a phase. Here we go. My name is Hannah, and I've been listening to your podcast and watching your vlogs for a while. I listened to the new one where you wanted comments from grandparents, and I thought of my grandpa. If you ask my grandpa where you're going, he will say, round the corner with an egg beater up my butt, playing motorboat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Uh, I know it's somewhat inappropriate, but when a 70-year-old says it, you just have to laugh. I don't know. I don't know if that's okay. I don't. It's that's what he says. Beyond us. Bless his buttons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Those are hilarious. Should we move on to another oh, one? Are Ash? there more? Is that it? I'm looking through the real. Oh, here's one. One more from Sierra. Hey, Dallin, Ashley, my name is Sierra. Hope you all are doing well during these tough times. My husband and I are stationed in Germany for the military. Nice. And slowly things are starting to open back up again over here in Germany. I just read an article on our local newspaper and we have been, Utah on Friday is moving from a state of like high danger to a state of moderate danger. Okay. And like the, that will be reflected in what you're allowed to do. Go get your nails done again. I don't, I don't get Grab a name. tattoo. I, w- I wasn't talking about you, just oh. you in general. I don't know. Grab it. Yeah. I think some states you can go to a restaurant now, but you have to, you, way less people are allowed to be inside. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's still mandatory to wear masks ever. Oh, wow. It's mandatory there in Germany. It's not mandatory here, at least in Utah. But I'm hoping here soon we'll be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I hope so too. I thought I would share with you guys two funny things that my grandpa has always said. Anytime my grandpa eats or drinks something sour, spicy, hot, or just really tasty, he will always say, that'll put you on the roof. (laughs) Is it because of what I'm thinking? Uh, Is it a bathroom issue? (laughs) Oh, because it's launching you off the toilet? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. He always emphasized the word roof with a deeper voice. Oh, that'll put you on the roof. Okay. He said it for so long now that all of us have started saying it. My grandma will always call pets that... Okay, my grandpa will always call pets that he sees Roscoe Pico Train. <laughs> like his little pet name? Like how I'm like, Roscoe hey, Buster Pico Blue. <laughs> he normally will use that name when they're acting hyper or if he's playing with them. I was actually curious where he might have gotten this from. And the internet says it's a name in the movie Dukes of Hazard. Must be where he got it from, but he's been saying it for as long as I can remember. Roscoe Pico Train. Thank you guys for being so real and relatable. Love watching and listening to you guys. Side note, I attempted to catch a picture of my dog in her new life jacket. She's scared of water, so maybe this summer we'll try to go swimming with her life jacket on. There. Aww. Little mermaid. It's a little fish life jacket. It's a mermaid. It's a mermaid for oh. mer, mer dog. Mm-hmm. And they sent a family picture. Cute. Nice guys. Thanks for sending that in, you guys. That's fun. Roscoe Pico Train. All right, let's cut to a quick commercial break, and then we will dive into some more questions. Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the Marriage Podcast. Okay, Ash, this one is called... He, he wants another one soon. He wants another one soon. wonder what they're referring to. Hey, Dallin and Ashley. First off, let me tell you what your family has meant to me. I started watching your channel since my sophomore year of college in 2018. 
cool. Wow. I'm particularly inspired by how strong and courageous Ashley has grown to be and love seeing her be so confident. It inspires me to be the same as a new mama. I feel that we are soul sisters and I relate to you on every level. Wow. Congrats, Anna. Cool. Here's a lighthearted disagreement my husband and I have been having. We just had our first daughter, Evelyn May, beautiful name, at the end of March. It was particularly hard pregnancy because I live across the country, miles and miles away from both of our families. I live in Ketchikan, Alaska. Oh, wow. Whoo! Yeah, that's across the country and then across another country. I could not even have my mom there for birth due to COVID-19. Oh my gosh, I've heard some horror stories of that. That's so sad. But we are happy and healthy and that's what matters. Anyway, she is a month old now and my husband says he's excited to have another baby. Here's the kicker. He wants me to get pregnant by this December. His reasoning is he wants to have babies in pairs, so they always have a buddy, just like his siblings. As much as I want that, I want to get my body back in shape. So from y'all's perspective, are you going? Are you glad you had George and James so close together? Ashley, did you find it harder to bounce back after two kids? I've been in shape my whole life due to playing competitive softball year-round in Pennsylvania, so having this little extra weight is new to me, and frankly, I can't stand it. Love y'all and can't wait for your next podcast and vlogs. God bless, Anna. This is kind of a loaded question. After I had George, I bounced back a lot faster. And I don't know if that was just because I was younger, like a year younger, so not that much younger, or I just had more time, or I was able to stay more fit during my pregnancy because I would just take care of myself, you know, like, and it's really easy to take one kid for a walk. It's really hard to take two babies for a walk. It just gets a lot harder. And it's so many things, harder. you're just like, it's, it's not just one other thing. Yeah. Like it seems like there was always one who wasn't happy. It's another diaper, another pair of shoes. By the time that one's done, the first one is taking their shoes off and ran downstairs, taking their pants off and made a mess with something. One's happy and one's screaming. Then the first one's hungrier now. By the time you got the second one's shoes back on. So like with George, I was back to my pre-pregnancy weight at, by nine months. But, but the day I found out I was pregnant with James was the day I weighed myself and I weighed what I weighed before I had George. It was hashtag why I cried. Um... The net with James, I I mean, I would gain a lot. With with George and James, I gained the same amount. I gained like 80 pounds. It's ridiculous. And like, I don't, I don't eat for the first like four months because I'm throwing up and, and so sick. And then I don't eat a ton for the next months because it feels like I can't eat because my stomach is so cramped. So I like, I don't know where that comes from. It's just genetics. I don't know. Um, it has been a trip and a trial and I have like cried many tears and felt so self-conscious and just hated being seen or looked at or had pictures taken of me, let alone vlogging has been its own special challenge, but it has also helped me to find ways to value myself that are not related to the size of my body, which has been a journey that I've needed to go on probably since the day I turned 12. So it's been a rough journey. Like I still am not the weight I was before I had babies, but I'm also wondering if maybe I shouldn't be that weight. Like maybe I was only that weight because I was doing some pretty heavy like food restriction and like slightly disordered eating and always dieting and always trying to weigh one pound less than I weighed the day before. So maybe the weight I was before I had babies was not my best weight like maybe this what I am now is probably not my best weight either my healthiest weight but it's my most healthy men mentally right now so after James I just kind of took a 
I just had to take a break because it was tearing me down so hard from trying to diet and then trying to exercise and starting to like I was starting to resent my kids because they were keeping me from doing the things that I wanted to do to get in shape and I guess I could have woken up at like four in the morning but no one none of them they just didn't sleep so they didn't sleep and then I didn't wake up early to work out because I would then I wouldn't have slept at all it was just like this crazy cycle so I just took a break and stopped trying um and I'm kind of trying to get back on it now but I'm just trying to do it from a place of love versus a place of being as small as I possibly can so it is a trip but if you can spin it positively if you really really try George and James are really good friends and they're starting to play like James turned two and they're suddenly best friends and they interact and they have each other and it makes me want to have another baby just to give them another best friend. It was really hard to have them so close and it was really hard on my body like you feel like you have two years where you just can't do anything because you're pregnant or because you're nursing and you just get so hungry just to be unencumbered by being pregnant or feeling sick or feeling postpartum because like postpartum is for me is like six months of like mental just mush so I don't know if you think you can handle it I think it's great I don't think I would do it again I would never not have James and we love what our family is now and how close they are and what good friends they are but I don't think I would ever choose to have a baby that soon again but I know so many people who that's what they choose because it's the best for their life but just for like me I don't think I would I think I want to like recover get healthy mentally get healthy physically give myself maybe a year to to go on a roller coaster or to like run just be able to run or like I get yourself back into shape after having your abs cut in half before you had to go through another pregnancy yeah I don't know if she had a c-section but Like this was supposed to be, and it still probably will be like our summer of adventure where like I just talked to Dallin last year and I was like this year, like I don't want to get pregnant at least this summer. And I don't, I just want to be able to do everything I want to do. And and our kids are a little older and I want to like hike farther and like move faster and not carry as many bags around and just be like free for a year. Or get 30 minutes into the hike and the kids are both screaming yeah or just exercise like they're getting older and they're so much more independent and it's just like this intoxicating feeling of being able to like just leave the house like just jump in the car kids we're going or like we drove you know like recently before all this COVID-19 stuff went down we drove to St. George the kids just chilled the whole way watch the show sometimes listen to music sometimes slept sometimes it was like like, what, like we didn't what, stop what can we do with our life like, I know. are we do we have like the ability to go places again without Versus like wanting to bash our face into a james, car windshield yeah james was a hard traveler and jo- like george they i had to be were. sitting by him yeah they both were like it, w- it used to be like okay let's wake up at 3 a.m and drive as far as we can and not stop oh for gosh. any reason until they wake up and need to get out and then it's like 30 minute increments and from we that have to do on. a seamless bottle transition diaper chains Anyways, yeah, it's a lot. So I would try to put yourself, like, just try to envision yourself with another baby and just kind of roll through situations and see if that stresses you out. See what your reaction is. See what your first reaction is to kind of picturing those things as if you were, it were already there. Kind of listen, try to listen to your emotions and, 
and get w- what your reaction would be if that's like oh boy or if that's like oh and we're know, not and then saying, just try to make your own decision that yeah, way like, it's not a bad thing to it's have so different kids for every person close together it was just and it was great for us it just really it was survival mode for double the time because it's just like baby baby like bang bang and, and it was like hard on our relationship some people can just like roll with that and it just really like punched us in the face it really really was so i don't know if that answers your question but hopefully there's that gives good you things and there's bad how things it was for us yeah and it's definitely something because people handle pregnancy differently like ashley it's pretty hard on her some people say they're like so happy while they're pregnant and it's just you know it's so individual so good luck good luck you guys got this together All right, here's another one. How to reconnect with your partner from Ingrid. Hello, Ashley and Dallin. I have been binge watching your vlogs and listening to your podcast nonstop since this quarantine started, LOL. Nice. My name is Ingrid. It's okay to use my name on this podcast. I already did. Thank you. I am 20 and about four months ago, I ended things with my boyfriend of three years. Darn it. There was ongoing lying, distancing, lack of communication on his part. Oh man, that's rough. Did she say four years? Um for four months okay of three years she broke up four months ago wow with her boyfriend of three years sounds like there was a lot of a lot of a a big separation yeah it was a bit it was a struggle to try to move on and find my self-worth again but i did it with i did it and around the best group of friends and family good recently my ex decided to follow me out of nowhere on instagram and it caught me by surprise after four months of not having having any sort of communication he messaged me and apologized for how our relationship went down and asked me if we could work things out. Okay. I think now that I am in a better place and and I do honestly miss the relationship and how things were before, the mistrust, etc. I decided to take him back. I know now, much thanks to this podcast, what I should do when certain situations come up and how to communicate my feelings better. I have a gut feeling telling me I should work on this relationship and try to manifest the best possible version of us. Well, Good. cool. We both agreed that things would go slowly on my terms but I'm not sure how to get back into the swing of things after the time apart and the lack of trust right now. I'm definitely not the same person I was four months ago and I have so many new and exciting things in my life, but how do I try to include him in my new routine and life now? Any tips or advice would be greatly appreciated, Ingrid. So we have a, it's not similar, but it was kind of like a trust issue story. And like I handled it the wrong way. So like Dallin and I, I fell in love with Dallin, like we were dating and Yada, yada, not even dating. We were just like unofficially, unofficially kissing. in love. I don't even know what we were. There were things said that we caused were me to believe that we were more than just nothing. Well, we were more than just nothing, but I, yeah, it was. It, anyways, go on. Anyways, things ended very quickly, and it was kind of like a blindside kind of situation. Yeah. Then things, and it was like it rocked my like like just fall in love like ability and my trust for Dallin like there was a lot of like does he really like me is he just coming back because he's bored and he like his old other the girl he chose over me left like is like will he do this again like can I really believe that he likes me because like when he said he liked me last time like he dumped me the next day like all these things and I didn't say anything like I didn't talk about any of those feelings at all because I didn't want to ruin anything and I just wanted everything to be good and I didn't want Dallin to leave me again and I like I don't think he would have but like I just didn't bring up any of the hurt or any of the mistrust or any of the like questions or like the like 
things I needed to know to not like have these terrible narratives in my head um, for like years. And they finally came out and it like, like, and it was just like two years of me being unsure of Dallin was, I don't even know, like of like what went down of like these like yucky narratives of him, like not caring about me and like me not being enough and like me, like just being a second choice so like I would bring up anything and everything like you're just starting over like what do you have to lose you already broke up once like just bring it all up bring it up baby just have a have a bonfire and just say everything that you're feeling and scared about and like new expectations for your life and maybe new boundaries or lack thereof of boundaries or how you want to connect like what you expect I will say when we we got back together, I was brave enough to be like, I will not talk to you and I will not like do anything unless you are ready to commit to me right now. I was like, I can't not fall in love with you. So if you want to do anything with me, like you have to be committed. Not like marry, but not like marry, be but officially just like, dating. Uh, be like, Which I was like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I want, baby. And, and he didn't I have to say yes. You. I was just, I just, well, that was like one of my more truthful moments when I was like, I can't just be your friend i can't just talk to you i can't just maybe do stuff like i will fall i am it is impossible for me not to love you so if we're hanging out like i don't want to hang out with you unless you can be some like that for me which was like a really brave thing to say so i would just try and be brave i was brave with one thing maybe try and be brave with five things get like five big things out there yeah don't you don't have to blurt it all at once like it could be a series of conversations just be like I want to just start it off saying I want to be I want to build a foundation of real trust and openness and honesty and it's just like what what uh, Gottman says the walls of any relationship house like when you draw it on a piece of paper there's two walls right there it's trust and commitment it's like I want to build our foundation on trust and commitment in order to do that we have to be open with each other's feelings and like feel like we're at least 95% understanding what the other person is feeling and this is what I'm feeling. And I'm feeling some doubts. I'm feeling some fear right now about this. Or I'm feeling some hesitation I'm or anxiety about the this. desire to do things differently. Or uh, I, there's some things that I want to share with I'm you. I'm feeling hopeful. I'm, I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling anxious about this. I'm a different person than I was before. And I, I want you to know how I'm different so that you can really know what you're committing to. And like, I want to have a solid trust and commitment with you. Here's what you should do, Ingrid. You should read eight dates together. And do all th- all of those eight conversations. By John Gottman. By John Gottman. Eight dates. Amazing book. Guides you through eight crucial conversations to have to build solid trust and commitment. The first date is talking about trust and commitment. Then it goes into dreams. It talks about intimacy. It talks about in-laws. It talks about finances. Eight dates. And you just have these crucial conversations. It guides you. It gives you suggestions on what to do for the date. It gives you questions to ask each other. It goes through so many things. You could do it like weekly and you could have a date every time you talk yeah. about them. Like a, That's what he says. That's dinner. why it's called eight dates. Yeah. And you will establish a foundation of trust and commitment by being open and honest, sharing your feelings, saying, this is, I want this to, I want this to be real. I want us to give this our best shot and to do that to be real humans, self-respecting humans and respectful to each other. I want to understand your feelings. I want you to understand my feelings. just know that he knows you. True me. you can know, like really know him. Yeah. As a person of self-worth. And it was so awesome that you said that you found your self-worth afterwards with the help of your awesome family and friends. That's so cool. So bring that to the relationship and say, here I am. 
I want to give myself to you. And I also like, I'm, I need to be open and honest and I need you to be open and honest with me to, in order to have this trust and, and commitment and make it work. Yeah. I love that. You got it, Ingrid. Do it. Read eight dates together. Okay. Should we do another old person saying real quick, Ash? Yeah. Let's wrap it up with a common phrase used by grandparents. I think that's a better way of saying Common phrase you've ever heard. Let's see if it is. This one's from Kylie. Okay, I have some sayings for you from my grandpa. So if my sister This or is what I, he says. If my sister or I have pestered or annoyed my grandpa, my grandpa goes, you're going to drive me to drinking. And Pepsi, I don't like Pepsi. Oh, wait. Okay, wait. This is... <laughs> let me start over. You're going to drive me to drinking Pepsi. And I don't like Pepsi. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a good one. It's a good one. I wonder if he's an LDS. Yeah, because he doesn't drink beer. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Just LDS people don't drink alcohol. So that's it sounds like a Mormon joke. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when we hear him say the first part, we will finish the phrase for him and then he rolls his eyes at us. He knows we're just having fun and he pesters us. So we are even. LOL. Below is my grandpa and I on my wedding day last May. You can tell by his face there's Stop. always, he's always trying to have some fun and he doesn't really like pictures. Let's open it. Oh, oh that's a great <laughs> picture. He's a cool guy. So pretty. Beautiful dress, by the way, too. That's fun. Cool. Good photographer, too. That's a sweet photo. Anyways, that's hilarious. My grandma just says britches all the time. Like, like how so? When referencing my pants. There's a, there's a stain on your britches. <laughs> your britches. <laughs> Remember that time we went to the, the Arctic Circle drive-thru and I asked how many fries are in a large? Dallin's favorite thing is to be, to impersonate an elderly person. I'm good at it. Do your like, voice. Hey there, sweetie. In drive throughs And we did this when my sister worked at the Arctic Circle drive thru <laughs> so, we so we would always. She's like, hello, welcome to Arctic Circle. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> hold on. And then he'd wait for a really long time. And then he'd be like, she's like, where hello? are you? And then I'm like, are you there? <laughs> she's like, yes. And I'm like, all right. How many fries are in a medium? You'd tell her to talk and louder. She's like, I don't know. I was like, huh? <laughs> She's like, I don't, I don't know. Sorry. Um, about like 30. It'd be like, you got any pickles? <laughs> Can I get extra pickles on those fries? She's like, we don't put pickles on our fries. And I'm just like, okay, I'll get one of those kid cones. What do I have to buy to use the bathroom here? Do you have a minimum amount? Do you put the, the key on one of those broom handles? It's <laughs> what my gas station does, and I hate it. He talked to her about how cute she sounded. You're sounding pretty. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> and then she started to get pretty freaked out. And then we just drove and through, then, and she's like, oh, my gosh. And it's I like, asked my manager to come over when you pulled up to see to make sure I wasn't abducted. Oh, hilarious. I like hate that she works at a different job now. That was my. It doesn't have a Dallin and I literally went there every night that she worked. That was so funny. Hey there, lovely. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> She's like good. <laughs> Anyways, number three. Or you would just order nothing but a drink of water. I'll just get a water, thank you. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, so funny. Okay, you guys, thanks for listening. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're staying well. Hope you're finding some joy. And hopefully um, things pass. It seems like the world is kind of kind of moving on a little bit. And it seems like Corona is 
is leveling out a little bit, which is exciting. Yeah, hopefully. I just want to know when Disneyland's going to be reopen. I know. The and it would be a really fun vlog to make going back <laughs> to Disneyland. Do you have anything else to say? The first day, but also I don't <laughs> want to go because it's probably going to be so packed. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Sorry, I cut you off it's a okay. lot. I just wanted to say that. I was just going to say, hopefully we're not shooting ourselves in the foot. That is the big media fear frenzy that we're opening up too soon for real like it just comes back like worse than ever yeah who knows who knows the cure can't be worse than the the, the just know as you're at your house so are we in this stuck in this house with all of the dog farts dog farts we're renaming our other podcast by the way dog farts with the dash (laughs) gross all right see you guys